Hello, I'm Peter Laws, and this is a sermon-only episode of the Creepy Cove Community Church podcast. If you'd like to hear the full church service, complete with strange comedy, special guests, and notices like you've never heard before, then all the shows are available for free. Just visit creepycove.com to find out more. But if you just want to hear a sermon, a time of quiet reflection, and a song, then this is for you. I'd be grateful if you could check out patreon.com forward slash creepycove to find out how you can support the show and get lots of exclusive member benefits. But for now, I'll shut up. Here's your sermon. Thanks. <clears throat> well, here we are in a church of all places. And here you are listening to a sermon in a church. And for some of you, this would be completely normal. In fact, uh, some of you might have been going to church forever and ever. Amen. But for others, places like this can be incredibly weird and uncomfortable. Church is like an undiscovered country for some people. And that country can sometimes, quite frankly, feel like a scary one. And if that's how you feel, then can I just say that I totally sympathize with you because... There was a time in my life that I was also deeply suspicious of the church, and I avoided it in pretty much the same way as I would avoid rabies, because if you get that in your armpit, it doesn't end well, and neither, I assumed, did church. And there were various reasons I stayed clear of these sorts of places. I mean, for a start, I thought it would be like utterly irrelevant for me to go, but also I figured the places would be judgmental or corrupt or boring or just plain horrible. But really, there was more to my reticence um, because my reluctance to try church really was about my problems with the concept, the very concept of God. I mean, for a start, I wasn't even sure he existed. And apparently, that's kind of a thing churches seem to be into. So I figured I wouldn't be on board with that. But the main thing that put me off was that I thought if God does indeed exist, I bet he wants to ruin my life. Yeah, growing up, I had a default negative vision of God and the church. To me, God simply wanted to ruin everybody's fun. Not that I really knew many actual Christians as such, but I had read about them. I saw them on TV. I knew they were saying ridiculous things like heavy metal was evil or that like Dungeons and Dragons was satanic and would be, make me instantly want to shoot someone or hang myself or whatever. And I was like, what? Some of them even said that He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was of demonic origin and that Power Rangers was part of an infernal plan to entice me into witchcraft or something. And I was just like, huh? Are you serious? And horror films, oh my word, horror films, they were like the ultimate abomination in the eyes of the church. And so in amongst all of this, here's me, a kid who loved horror films so much that he wore a t-shirt with a 3D latex axe buried in the chest. So naturally, I thought, why would I ever try church? Because as soon as I walk into that place, they'll say, take that t-shirt off. Because that's how they talk in church. (laughs) Take that t-shirt off. And put this green cardigan on instead. Come, they'd say, let's watch Highway to Heaven together. That's far more fun than the demonic Blair Witch Project. In other words, they would turn me into a stereotype. Heck, they'd probably put a little X on the back of my neck for good measure. 
God's grand vision for my life? Turn me into Ned Flanders. And to be honest, I just found that deeply offensive. How could I stop being myself? And more to the point, why would I even want to? You remember that Bible verse we heard earlier? The bit about, without vision, the people perish. Ironically, I assumed that God's vision for me was to make my personality perish and to become something I wasn't. You know, some Bible translations express that verse in Proverbs in a kind of slightly different way. They don't say, without vision, the people perish, but they say it with a kind of more Charlton Heston on a mountain tone, which is like, without divine guidance from God, the people run wild. And I thought, that's it. That's the problem. God's grand vision for my life is not to allow me to run. Instead, it's to stop me being free. It's to box me in. To me, God was always like a celestial Annie Wilkes with a sledgehammer. And God's big, grand Bible vision was to smash my ankles and hobble me, to keep me strapped in where I belong. And it really reminds me of a horror film I, I love called The Witch from 2015, which I, well, I guess it depicts events from ye olden days here in Creepy Cove, like a documentary. And yeah, the, the witch shows a Puritan Christian family who think that God's vision for their life is grim and bleak and thankless. There's no fun. There's no delight. But then along comes, trot, 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 Black Philip, the satanic goat. And he says to the daughter, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And I thought, of course she does. And so do I. Who doesn't? Who would want faith that shrinks you when you've got Black Philip there who can lift you to new heights? And yet years later, here I am. Not only am I in a church right now, but I'm standing here, silver bullet style, preaching a sermon from a pulpit. Like, what happened? Was I body snatched? Well, no, I, I wasn't. Maybe I'll tell you the full story one day, but in a nutshell, it was university that really made a big difference to me. Now, sadly, I didn't go to your beautiful Miskatonic University just up the road. Instead, I went to Lancaster University in England. I studied there in my early 20s. And what I really loved about that place was that the entire ethos of higher education was to question everything. So I did. I liked doing that. And while I was there, I was encouraged to read widely, to expand my mind, and to learn views that were different from my own, and to also consider if any of my opinions that I had growing up were based on kind of limited data, you know, stretch my horizons a bit. And around the same time, I happened to meet a few Christian people, you know, like churchgoers, and these guys were totally bizarre. Why? Because they were kind of normal. In fact, they were intelligent and they were well-educated. And also, to my surprise, they were a pretty good laugh too. And yet they saw the concept of God as a positive thing and not as a disaster. Now, I was baffled by this, but I was very intrigued. And it made me ask some subversive questions. Did God exist for a start? And of course, he may not. But I asked myself, theoretically, what if he does exist? Is that good or is that bad for me? I realized it would depend on what God was like. And so related to that, I started to ask, what if there's more to God than the stereotypes I've seen so far? Like, what if he's not like Ned Flanders or like Victorian dad from Viz? Well, to cut a long story short, I experimented with being open to a spiritual dimension in my life. And to be honest, what I had previously expected would diminish me 
instead started to slightly blow my mind. I read bits of the Bible, um, like Jeremiah 29, 11, which says stuff like, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, like I'd always assumed, but to give you hope and to give you a future. And the absolute main thing that kind of messed with my head was this Jesus guy who turned out to be way more, uh, way different from the kind of prejudice, exclusive, unloving Christians that I'd read about. Instead, he was actually really progressive and unexpected, not least when he came out with stuff like what he said in John 10, 10, I have come so that they may have life and have it to the full. In other words, don't live like those Puritans and the witch. Instead, I want you to live deliciously. Now, I won't lie to you. Through my years of trying out church and becoming part of church and now becoming a minister, I find church to be fun and interesting and challenging and deeply comforting. I do. But sometimes it has been infuriating and confusing and heartbreaking. And I I haven't always agreed with everything I've heard from pulpits. And that's important because you do not have to agree with everything you hear in this place either. But I have found that there was, there's been something kind of, there's been something wonderful about that journey. And it's the type of thing that when you experience it, you kind of want to share with other people just in case they might get a kick out of it too. And that's why I came here to Creepy Cove to give you an offer. If you ever fancy trying out that same sort of ride, That's what Creepy Cove is here for. Take or leave what you hear in this place. Like, listen to it purely for fun, as entertainment, as a, as whatever. That's fine. It's not my business to drag you somewhere you don't want to go. But I will be saying some potentially subversive things to you in the weeks ahead. Like this, for example. What if stumbling into this creaky old church tonight is not a mistake? Because what happens if your life truly matters and that you are needed in this world and that you are loved? And what happens if there is a God out there who is not a jerk, (laughs) but rather has an actual exciting and new vision for your life? One that doesn't turn you into someone you're not, but allows you to discover who you always were. A vision that doesn't involve tying you to a bed and breaking your ankle. Not a one that even insists that you stop watching horror movies, but instead a vision that invites you, with all your quirks intact, into an adventure. Well, thanks for listening to those thoughts. And we're now going to spend a short time of reflection in prayer. Yeah, it's a church. We kind of do that sort of thing here. So don't freak out. Don't be alarmed. It will not harm you. And if you prefer, feel free to check your Twitter or something during this bit. Um, It's just something to help us focus and reflect. And uh, perhaps it's not only to reflect on what we've heard this evening, but it might just be a, it might just be a space for you to reflect on your life in general. Maybe something's on your mind, you're stressed out or something. We'll use this time as an opportunity to kind of meditate on where things are at the moment for you. And to help us do that, I'm going to invite our organist, Mary Henry. Now, she played earlier when Carrie was up when we prayed for her. So I'm told that Mary has been coming to Creepy Cove for many years and playing organ music that soothes her soul. So, Mary, 
do uh, start to play and uh, we'll start to have that moment of reflection and prayer. So just as the music plays, you might want to think about the week that you've just had. Maybe kind of mentally walk through what you've done, experiences you've had. Maybe pay attention to what images are coming to mind, what is memorable, and perhaps ask yourself, why is that memorable? Why is that so meaningful to you? And maybe in the quiet, is there anything you're worried about or concerned about? You can just mention them quietly under your breath or just in your mind. That's like prayer, you know. Feel free to mention those things now. God, if you don't exist, then it can still be quite helpful, actually, to just reflect and think about life slow down a bit so that's fine but if you, if it, you actually do exist and if it turns out that you're actually like decent and caring and loving and open and you like show yourself to us in one way or another in a way that would make sense to us and just help us out in those times that we're stressed or worried or fearful or lonely. And we pray that maybe you could like open our minds a little to the possibilities of life. And if you are there, pray that you'll give us a fresh vision of how valuable our lives really are. Amen. Well, thanks, Mary. That was, that was cool. We now come to the end of our service, and I'm going to hand over to our worship band, the Romeros, who are going to lead us in that rousing traditional hymn, Be Thou My Vision. Sleeping 
Thy presence, my life. Be thou my wisdom, be thou my true word, thou ever with me, and I with thee, Lord, thou my great Father, and I thy true Son, thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Be my breastplate, my sword for the fight, be my whole I have never, ever heard that song played in that way before. That was, um, that was unsettling. Anyway, 
Listen, everyone, thank you for coming to Creepy Cove Community Church. We hope to see you at the next service, but um, do stick around for cocktails and say hi to Carrie White and wish her luck for her prom night. That's coming up this weekend. I hope it goes fantastic. Well, thank you for listening to this sermon-only edition of Creepy Cove Community Church podcast. You can find more sermons, but also full services as well if you wanted to check out creepycove.com. Remember, support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash creepycove or visit creepycove.com and sign up to the Peter Laws newsletter so you can stay in the loop. Have a great week. Take care.